G'day and welcome to the Aussie Pastor Live, right here on Faith FM. G'day, g'day, g'day. My name is Lloyd Grolleman. I'm the Aussie Pastor. Welcome to the Aussie Pastor Live. Hunty. G'day, mate. He's our um, techie. He's also the co-host of this program. How do you like that? Did you ever think you'd actually get on radio? I never thought ever in my wildest dreams I'd be co-hosted. In fact, if you remember back to over a year ago, I was desperately trying to find someone else who could do this. Yeah, but I just didn't accept that. You didn't? No. Anyway, it's good to be here. <laughs> Sometimes I've wondered about that decision, actually. But, <laughs> he, Many have wondered about that I'll decision. I'll tell you what, listeners, this guy does misbehave at times, and he puts me on edge. And you go with your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good week? Had a great week. We're still down here in Warburton, Victoria. It's freezing cold, but yep, down in Warby. It, it is cold. I reckon this might be the, the coldest day we've had so far. What do you reckon? Pretty what do you cool. reckon it's pretty cold. cool. You know, it's only eight degrees in the studio today. Where we are right We're now. right near eight degrees. Well, I went for a ride on my push bike with my wife along, um, well, I was going to say along the river, but it wasn't. It was through these, you know, Warburton has these beautiful bike trails and we're riding through these um, valleys of grass and green and mountains in the backdrop. But oh, I was so cold because I was riding in my thongs. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, well, I hurt my foot, so I couldn't put my riding shoes on, so I was riding in my thongs, ah. and it was freezing cold. We rode for about a half an hour, and I was pretty glad when Liska said, oh, will we turn around here? And I said, yep, let's go home. <laughs> but I tell you what, we've had a great time down here in Warburton, yeah, Victoria. I have. It's coming mm. to a close. This is our last weekend. Mm. Friday last night. Week, last weekend. Yeah, Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday 11 and 4.30, so it's our, your last chance, really, if you're living in the Melbourne, Warburton area to come and meet Hunty and the, the Aussie Pastor. Just, uh, if you want to catch up. Aussie Pastor live, come to the Redwood Centre in, right in the heart of Warburton. Yeah, so is it the Redwood Community Centre or is yeah, it Redwood yeah, Centre? it is. It's in the old uh, sanitarium building. Actually, I, no, it's in the old school. The old school, that's right, yeah, the on the property part. of the old sanitarium factory. I, I got one right for, for <laughs> once in my life. But it is a it's, a, it's a nice little community centre, it's nice and warm, and we've been having a good time. Actually, yeah. the, the the meetings have been growing in numbers, yes. which is always a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, so if you're around, come and visit us this Saturday, or well, Friday night, yep. 7 o'clock, yep. and Saturday, 11, 11 and 4.30, yep. and then come Sunday, auntie. We're out of here. Whiz. Straight back to Back Sunday. on the Hume Highway. Yeah, and we've got a, a lot of work to do. We do. That's for sure. Hey, this day in history. Tell me about it. It actually wasn't a real big day. I had to search hard. Mm-hmm. Some days are big, some days aren't. This is the 256th day of the year. Wow. I always get caught up every week when I say what day of the year is. I seem to get that wrong. This is the 256th day of the now, year. Now, for those of you who are listening to a replay of this Saturday afternoon, well, you had 10 Could days. Could be anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be anything. Uh, I know you're going to know this one. Ever heard of Milton Hershey? I know you have. I bet you say you haven't, but you have. Is it something to do with chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Hunty. Ooh, well done. Just young. so our listeners know, Hunty hasn't seen any of these. 1857, he was born, and he was a chocolate connoisseur in the United States of America. Hey, you know what? I've said this before. I still reckon that our chocolate, which is called... Cadbury's. Cadbury is better. Best in the world. I really reckon it is. I agree. It's not that... Ex- sorry, sorry to my friends that are Swiss. Well, Hershey's American. I know, right? Yeah, I actually don't like their chocolate much over there. Or their, or their pasty orange cheese. I was about to complain about the <laughs> cheese. <laughs> In 1899, 
first recorded car fatality. And I was going to ask you this one, fatality. Hunty, really? how do you reckon really? the first person died? His name was, uh, have I got it here, Henry H. Bliss. I have no clue. Let me, let me guess. Yeah, have a guess. They hit a, a tree? No. No. He was a pedestrian. Oh, dear. Poor guy got hit and died a few days later. Died in New York City, actually. And, of course, unfortunately, since then, millions have died. 1959, the Soviet Union's Lunar 2 space probe was the first man-made thing to land on the moon. That was in 1959. 1969, I feel really sad about this. Shane Warne's birthday. Mm. He was born today in 1969, which is, what, 53 years? An amazing cricketer with the most amazing spin, what do you call it, spin bowling technique? He's a leg spinner, hunty. Mm. <laughs> just, just, just for your sake. <laughs> he was a, a leggy, mate. Uh, it means he spun it the opposite way to an off spinner. So if you're a right-hand batsman, the off spin comes from left to right. But if you're a leggy, it goes right to left. And I used to bat, never ever faced many leggies, but they're always harder to face. Almost seems like because it's coming from behind your legs, it's harder to pick up. I watched a, a training video where he was actually flicking with three fingers bricks into the air, full-size house bricks. That's how he gained his, his finger strength. Yeah. Mm. Incredible bowler. I think maybe, well, for, for me, no doubt, in my lifetime, best spinner I've ever seen. Yep. 1970, first New York Marathon, 127 competitors, and guess how much it cost them to enter? How much? One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Very famous marathon today. 1995. This is another one I put in for you, Hunty. Oh, good. Release of the Famicom computer. First release of the Fami, F-A-M-I-C-O-M computer. What year was that? 1995. What's the Famicom computer? I have no idea. You do? I do. Yeah, you do. Super Mario Nintendo. Oh, is that the Atari processor? Must be. Famico. Got it. Yeah. And the F-A-M-I-C-O-M. Oh, Famicom. Okay. Yeah. 1997, Elton John sang or wrote Candle in the Wind for Diana. Yeah, he wrote that song for Marilyn Monroe. No, no, he wrote this. He rewrote it for in nineteen ninety-seven. Changed the words for for Diana. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand fifteen. You won't know this one. (laughs) Moses Malone. No, you're right. He died. Who was he? He was actually one of the greatest centers in the NBA that I ever saw. And I did see him because he played right through the 80s. He played for the Houston Rockets, Philadelphia 76ers, Washington Bullets, Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks, and San Antonio Spurs. And he was a very, very powerful centre in the NBA. And this last one, today, September 13, 2022. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. Aboriginal elder, author, and artist, Uncle Jack Charles, died this morning of a stroke. And so to his family... Mm. Um, our best wishes and commiserations, sympathy and empathy. He he was um, he acted main actor in Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith. I know uh, you've heard yes, of that. Very famous. Um, grandfather of Indigenous theatre in Australia. I think he. I'm going from memory here now, but I think he started the Indigenous theatre here in Melbourne. And an all round good Aussie bloke, apparently, mm. and an Aussie icon and a Melbourne icon. And this morning, surrounded by his family. He died here in Melbourne, and so our, our deepest sympathies to families, friends, and supporters and fans of uh, Aboriginal elder and author Uncle Jack Charles. Mm. But this week, Hunty, mm. has been a week that I will never forget as long as I live. Mm, me too. Because Queen Elizabeth 
the second died. Do you know what her name was? Elizabeth uh, Alexander, was it? Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary. I'm not sure what her last... Where did she get Regina from? I've never heard that name. If you look on the th- on her crest, it's E-R, Elizabeth Regina. I don't know. Mm, me either. Um, she's born on the 21st of April, 1926, and she died on the 8th of September. Um, she reigned for a long time, 70 years. From it's a world record. Yeah. Uh, the French still claim it, but they don't get to because well, their king was put on the throne at four. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm, but so he doesn't count. She was actually, uh, Queen Elizabeth was put on the throne legitimately in her 20s. 26, I think. Mm. Don't, don't quote me on that, though. But 70 years is, is a world record. She had four children. She was married to Prince Philip. And she was, and I like this about our Queen, she was a Christian. Yes. She was a devoted disciple of Jesus Christ. And I thought I'd just share a couple of things that the Queen said. You know, on her coronation in 1952, just afterwards she's talking on the radio, which is a pretty new thing back then. This is what she said to her people, which was you and me, but we weren't around then, auntie. She said, pray for me that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making mm. and that I may faithfully serve him. She put that first, save him, serve him, serve him. and you all the days of my life. And she did. I mean, in 2008, there's a couple of things I want to share here. She said, I hope that, like me, you'll be comforted by the example of Jesus of Nazareth, who, often in circumstances of great adversity, managed to live an outgoing, unselfish and sacrificial life. He makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than in receiving, more in serving than being served. And she was, she was always like that herself. Mm. Her whole life, and this is why I admire her so much, was devoted to duty and to service, but first to God. I don't know whether you know this, Hunty. A lot of people don't, but she was actually the head of the Church of England. Mm, I did know. And now yeah. Charles, her son, is the head of the Church of England, and he's praying and asking for help from mm. his mother's God. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, I did too. Um, what about this? And I like this. For me, this is again uh, Queen Elizabeth and her Christmas message, 2014, so not so long ago. She says, for me, the life of Christ of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. Mm. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness, he stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. And I, and I like that. And when she died... And I, I would like it if, if I go to sleep one day, people would uh, remember my faith like a secular world is remembering Queen Elizabeth's faith. One of the things our secular world is remembering more than anything else as we go through this time of mourning for our Queen is her faith. I reckon that's unbelievable. Mm, it's good. Now, do you know who uh, Justin Welby is? Nope. He's the Archbishop of Canterbury. Right. He's yeah, a big I have player. heard the name. Yeah, he's a big player. He says, as a faithful Christian disciple and also supreme governor of the Church of England, talking about the Queen, let me say it again, he's talking about the Queen. This is what he said. As a faithful Christian disciple, that means she followed Jesus. That means she worshipped Jesus. She bowed to Jesus. As a faithful Christian disciple and also supreme governor of the Church of England, in other words, she's the head of the Church of England here on earth, she lived out her faith every day of her life. 
Her trust in God and profound love for God was foundational in how she led her life. And then he said, hour by hour, day by day. What a mm. tremendous witness she has left yes. of Jesus Christ. And she definitely bowed low before him. And I often think, honey, wouldn't it be wonderful? Because there'll be other potentates, there'll be other kings and queens in heaven. There are many that have bowed before God and worshipped him through history. Yep. Um, I think of King David. I think of even wicked, wicked, wicked King Manasseh. He'll be in heaven through faith and the grace of God. Yep. Um, there's going to be others. Hezekiah will be there. We're going to see some, 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 uh, powerful kings in heaven. Wouldn't it be great if there was a ceremony up there where they actually did take their crowns off in front of all of us and laid them at the feet of Jesus? Oh, I would really, really enjoy that. Well, I, I thought to yeah. remember the Queen, Hunty, I'd do something I've never done before, ever, anywhere, anytime. Yep. I thought we'd 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 play one more time. Phew! I thought you were going to say we're going to sing it, the national anthem. Okay. No, no. I think for you to sing anything, <laughs> joined by me, not good. All no, right. No, I, I want to play the national anthem, and I think can I play it with and, all the trumpet fanfares as well? Yeah, and I think as we play the national anthem, um, let's just reflect on the life of a woman who, though she lived up in the stratosphere, followed and worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the national anthem, actually, as it was played at the Thanksgiving the service. Oh. Was it the funeral? I or thought the it was the Thanksgiving service? service just recently. No, 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 no. This was played at the funeral of her husband. We'll have to go to the video referee on that one. I think I'm right. You can take that to the bank, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll start with a prayer now to the King of the Kings. Uh, Hunty, yes. want to pray? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come humbly before you this afternoon. Seeking your blessings, Lord. Uh, I pray for all of our listeners that you'll give them peace, Lord, and wrap your loving arms around them. I also pray that you'll bless our guests this afternoon and especially our pastor, Pastor Lloyd, the Aussie pastor. So, Lord, with your blessings, we'll continue this program in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. News. News. I did different this week. What you got? I steered away from all the wars, 
All the disasters. I noticed that actually. I saw yeah. the I saw the run shape. I mean, there gets a point where we're just talking about so man, so much about wars and disasters. Man, man, I mean, the Ukrainians are on the move. It, it looks like, at least uh, to an extent, the the Russians are being forced back. A lot of young men and women on both sides dying there. Disaster. Mm. Azerbaijan and Armenia, right next door to this particular war, at it again last night, which is pretty serious. But I changed direction. No wars, no financial disasters, no uh, cyclones and hurricanes. I wanted to talk about eating. Mm, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we've had this guy on Ramirez, Dr. Ramirez, uh, and we're going to chase him up again soon, Hunty, so he hasn't we gone will. away. We will. There is, according to medicine, or this particular doctor, one vegetable above all else. It's the king of vegetables. Mm, what could that be, I wonder? I was surprised. Were you? Now this Very is Dr. Surprised. This is Dr. Zach Turner. Yep. Uh, before we mention what vegetable it is, do you eat it? Yes, actually, I don't mind it. Uh, that wasn't my question. Do you eat it? Not as much as I should. Now I know how important it is. <laughs> <laughs> I prob- how about you? Do you yeah, eat it? I do. I probably eat one a week. Ah. It's green. Yes. It has stalks. Yes. And I eat the stalks. I don't, know, I don't know whether you'd call them stalks. I don't, I don't go too far down the tree. It's the broccoli. That's right. Apparently, like the dear old banana, yes. it's got just about everything in it. And you, if, if you landed on an island and all you had was water and broccoli... It actually beats the banana because when it's in your stomach, it actually absorbs the, the LDL, the bad cholesterol as well. This is quite a special, a special piece of dietary food. <laughs> I'm listening to you, Hunt. Mm, enjoying it. Mm. I, I, I like broccoli. Do you like it with cheese on it and oh, garlic damn. and you can drizzle it with butter? <laughs> <laughs> How does Lizzie cook broccoli in our family? Steamed, probably. No, uh, steamed. When I'm eating it myself, I actually put it in the air fryer. I know that sounds a bit weird. Wow. But it tastes good. Does it dry it out? A little bit. Yep. But I don't mind dried out broccoli. Yep. Um, so when I read that, I was pretty happy because that is one vegetable. I'm into broccoli. I like uh, cauliflower. You like cauliflower? Yeah, with cheese on it. <laughs> well, my wife makes a cauliflower soup and you'd swear there's cheese in it. And I've but tasted it. All it is is cauliflower and some sweet potato. And mix some together. nuts, I think, I, too. Yeah, yeah, some mm. nuts. Um, yeah. What sort of nuts? Almonds. Almonds, I think. I think. Yeah, and cashews. Yeah, and it kind of mm. makes it cheesy. And so you kind of... but. She's a smart girl. She has a um, macaroni cheese she makes. So it's, it's a normal um, macaroni, but she's got this sauce and it's got carrots in it <laughs> to make it look a bit yelly and she fools the boys with it every time. What's this, what's this amazing machine you guys have got at your place? Thermomix. The Thermomix. No, we don't have one. We have two. I know. We have an old one and we have a new one. Mm. And the other day she went and also bought a, I don't know, one of these great big fancy mixes. But in Lizzie's defence, she loves cooking. Yes. Brings her more. She's quite the chef. She is. But mm. when we when we retire one day, we can live in a little one bedroom house. We like you. You're like this. With your two thermo mixers, <laughs> long as she has a kitchen to cook in, she'll be okay. Yep. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I, th- I thought that was good. It's interesting again that even in a secular world, after been listening to Doctor Eddie Ramirez the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. these vegetables. I mean, if you, if you really, what do you say? If you want to be healthy, fruits, grains, nuts, vegetables. Do you remember the last one? No fruits. I do. It's, yep. it's, it's embedded in my Wow, that's Fruits, impressive. Yep. Grains, yep. nuts, oh, yes. vegetables. Legumes. 
oh, you're on fire, hunty. Mm. And what sort of... They do the same thing too. They sit in your stomach and they suck up the bad cholesterol as well. The legumes. Mm. Yeah, and there's all sorts of legumes that you can eat, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, so what's your favourite legume? Do you have one uh, or you're not? You're Heinz, not Heinz baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad boy. Tell them the story of when you went on one oh, of these yeah. low-sugar diets and then you had some my, Heinz my baked beans. No, it wasn't. Let's not pick on Heinz. It's just baked beans. Can't my my wife's got some, some serious health challenges um, and... Her doctor said she had to do a very, very bland diet. Buckwheat and quinoa and this hopelessly bland, useless food. Hey, hey, and for hey, some hey. reason... <laughs> I'm going to record that and play that to Dr Ramirez in the For some weeks. reason, I got, I got conned into doing this diet with her and after six months... How much weight did you lose? Not, not enough. How, how um, good did you feel? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Let's do the positives here. <laughs> yes, okay. You did feel better, yes. Yes. Did lose some weight, yes. yes. But no, after hey, six for months... For our listeners, it wasn't a little bit of weight. It was a lot of weight. You could really see it. Go on. <laughs> after six months of not having had hardly any sugar, I had some Heinz baked beans. Let's not give Heinz a bad name. They were just canned baked beans from the supermarket. And I almost had to spit them out because I just tasted all this sugar and I thought... Well, I didn't place that six months ago. I find that unbelievable, actually. Mm. And it's, it's, I've experienced that myself. Where you, 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 the problem with you and me is we, we got to go on to a, we don't need diets. We need, no, not even you. Let's say, I'm just going to talk for myself. <laughs> I need lifestyle change. And that's what I'm into, mate. Lifestyle change. And eating these fruits, grains, nuts, vegetables, legumes and drinking water, it's all about lifestyle change. And when I'm down here with my wife, I've got no choice. I'm, I'm out yesterday, hunty. I said, get me a Coca-Cola, <laughs> caffeine-free, sugar-free. And you know what she said? Oh, dear. Not a chance. I bet. I got a, I, I got a 300 or what are they, bottle of water. <sighs> anyway, what about this next story, hunty? Another good one, why you should walk. Yes, that's a great story. Do you walk? I do. I don't. It's now my my favourite exercise is now walking. So you've given up the bike riding? No, my my wife likes to walk and whatever she likes to do, I like to do. Do you walk every day, more or less? Try to get half an hour a day in, yeah. How far do you walk? Well, we, we try getting to 5,000 steps. I reckon that you should be walking 10,000. 10,000, really. But they say that any walking is better than none. Oh, good. So if you're, if you're walking 5,000 steps a day, that's a good, healthy thing. I don't walk, I ride. Yep. Um, I don't walk because I've got this knee replacement and it, it mucks up if you do too much walking. It's all right, but if you, it's not what, certainly not what God gave me. But if you walk, your chances of catching cancer and or what's the other one, big one that, that kills us? Cancer and. Oh, yeah, I mean, the memory disease. Yeah, dementia. <laughs> dementia. <laughs> hey, welcome back, listeners. Those of you who dropped out just recently, good to have you back. Did we drop out? We dropped out. For long? For those who were listening to this on, as a replay, there's no dropouts at all. Ah. Mm. So what happens when we drop out? Uh, our listeners just get music for a bit. So how long were we dropped out for? I'm guessing we were dropped out for a while. Oh, 20 goodness. seconds. There we go. My wife just texts us. We lost 20 seconds. Uh, well, we were talking about walking and how good it is for you and how Hunty does it and I don't. <laughs> so he's good. I'm bad. Uh, walk because if you walk, you're going you're gonna to have less problem with cancer and a whole lot of other diseases that impact the human race. And then you, they say 10,000 steps, which is a lot of steps actually. But even if you're walking, some walking is better than none. So get up, get out and go walking. 
Absolutely. Uh, and this last one, kind of a sad one, Hunty, about a family that was forced because of a family bust up to move from Perth to Brisbane and they're living in a tent. I know, right? What scares me, and we've talked about this a bit in the last few months, is more and more people are living rough. And couch surfing. Because they cannot afford the rent or and they can't get a rental. There's a huge shortage of rental properties in Queensland. Not just Queensland. Not just Queensland. New South Wales. That's right. All over Australia, yeah. actually. In fact, I think just latest figures is less rentals in Perth than anywhere else in Australia. And when you put the word affordable rentals in front of the word rentals affordable, then it really makes it interesting because, as you know, we're living northwest of Sydney. There's not much under $700 a week. I don't think there's anything. In fact, if you could get something for $700 a week, you'd want to thank the Lord. We're, well, we're isn't, ta- the average, we're isn't the average the- wage in Australia not much more than that? Well, the bottom line is it's not the average wage. That's why people have got two and three jobs, and that's why yep. wives, husbands, everybody's working. We're yep. very fortunate in our house because our rent's pretty steep that we've got a son who's working, got a good job, and he's helping to pay the rent with his nice. board. Nice. But as I said to Lizka, he eats all that board anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so reality is it's, it's probably not making much difference. But it's becoming harder and harder for people to live in Australia, and you wonder where this is all going to end, don't you? Mm. So that, that's it. A, kind of a little bit different today, Hunty. For news stories. It is. You like that? I do. We stayed away from wars and desire. Well, we had a little bit there at the end. But mm-hmm. even so, even with two out of three good news stories, there's a lot of stuff going out there, signs that tell you that, hey, if you look up, I mean, go and read Matthew 24, Luke 21, and open your newspaper. A lot of signs out there saying the world is ending and Jesus is coming. Look up, look east, because you'll see Jesus real soon. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. I got a question. I got a question for you, Lloyd. Yep. What are we going to do now? We're going to sing. Okay. We got music. We got music. Why have you lost it all? No, I've got some music. <laughs> I've got song <laughs> one, is, but song one says before the news. It's May. Ah, well, we're going to do May Peaky. Okay, go for it. Good. We'll we'll adjust. Okay, here we go.
That's uh, May Peaky with her husband Sam backing her. We, she's a regular on our program, Hunty. She is. She also comes to our church occasionally. Yeah, a fair bit when we're doing special programs, mm. especially. Hey, um, which reminds me, in October 22, mm. not so far away now, at our church, we're having Aussie Pastor Homecoming. We are. That's an invitation for anyone out there who watches or listens to Aussie Pastor Ministry. Yep. To come to New Hope, yep. where's our church home? For Samuel Place, Quakers Hill, in the Life Anglican Church, behind the Aldi. That's going to be a big day. Big day, come. Our special guest speaker coming in. Especially if you're in northwest Sydney. Well, no, anywhere in Australia. Come. True. Because this is, a, this is a homecoming. So, yeah, come via live so stream. This is not, mm. No, 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 hunty, stop that. Stop that. No, Get come. in your car, drive, come down. fly. Yeah, because it's homecoming. Mm. You know what, you know, I used to go to Avondale College, Avondale University, every 10 years we have. Homecoming. Well, this is homecoming. In other words, if, if, if this ministry has impacted you or blessed you, come, come physically and, uh, starts at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. And really the program goes all day because we're finishing on the Saturday night with a hymn sing. Saturday afternoon or Saturday night? Saturday night. Saturday night. Yep. With nice. a hymn sing. So looking forward to that week. Nice. Now, Hunty, is it too late? No, we would love to hear from you. If you've got a question for Ask the Aussie Pastor, Send them to us. You can do it one of two ways. You can text them to us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight five one, or you can email your questions to us, and that's info at aussiepastor.com. Is there room today? Plenty of space. You're definitely going to check. Plenty of time. Always check. In fact, I'm watching it now live. I always, always do. Oh, do you? Mm, okay. okay. Um, Hard questions so far? Or? Well, that's a couple of hard questions so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think while well, I contemplate on that, now our guest has arrived, special guest, uh, Christian James, he's going to have a good story today to share a great testimony. But before that, let's listen to another song, Hunty, The Midnight Cry. I like this one, Ivan Parker, talking about the second coming of Jesus. Mighty rushing with and as closer now than it's ever been. I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds a call.
believe that Jesus is coming back for the church. It's going to make you want to shout. Hallelujah. Oh, I look around me and I see prophecies fulfilling. Oh, and signs of the time. They're appearing everywhere. I can almost hear my father. How he says, Son, go get my children. And at the midnight cry. Goodness, what a fabulous song. Hey, um, let me give a shout out. David Edgar. Now, I know you normally are in Perth. What's this message you just sent through? That you're in Warburton. Did I read that wrong? Anyway, it's what's good that, to have you. Message? Read the message. Good afternoon, Lloyd and Hunty from Warburton. I think you might be saying we're from Warburton. Yeah, we are from Warburton. Anyway, it's good, we, it's good that you're listening, mate. We just came from Perth. We did. It's not an easy thing to get from Perth to Warburton. No, it's not. <laughs> That's a great song, that. It was a good song. And I like the way Ivan Parker does it too. Big. Talking about Jesus and his return. Not long to go, that's for sure. Christian James, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Actually, you're a local. Yes, I am. You should be welcoming us. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Wade. <laughs> More than that, we're, we're in this hall here at this uh, Adventist church here in Warburton. Your church. This is where you go to church. You work here. Is that correct? That is, yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, you look, now before we even start, um, you're looking like a young fella to me. Hey, you notice how all these guys look young now? Everyone looks young to us, mate. Uh, actually, you don't. We're done. When I'm looking at you, you don't look young, mate. <laughs> I look at you and feel good. You look at me and feel good. <laughs> uh, how old are you, Christian? Uh, 33. Yeah, I thought you weren't very old. 
uh, married kids? Yes, married, two kids. Two kids? How old are your kids? Ten and seven. And you are, uh, uh, how would you say it? You are a pastor of sorts here at the church, is that right? A volunt- not, you're not a volunteer, are you? No, I'm a Bible worker. You're a Bible worker? Yeah. Where did you train to be a Bible worker? Um, or are you self-trained? You just jumped into it? Yeah. I did harvest training a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was just a real short weekend course. Oh, okay. So, yep. so basically, you just jumped in cold. Yeah. Do you enjoy that? Uh, yeah, I rely on God one hundred percent. So, what does the Bible worker do? Tell, just tell us quickly about your day. What do you do? Um, I do a lot of visits, listen to a lot of people with all their issues and problems, um, give support. Um, most what? of the time, it's just a listening ear. Are church members you're visiting, or yeah, people and community, in the community. A lot oh, okay. Of, a lot. Of, I work a lot with the community. Um, just come across the road from volunteering at Adra, so which is in the Redwood Centre where we've been running this program. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. our listeners what Adra is and what it does. It stands for the Adventist Development Relief Agency, and it does a lot, doesn't it? Christian? It does. And in this community, um, list off the things you do. I know you do a big thing on Tuesdays with food. What's yeah. that? So we do a Tuesday bite. So we do food parcels every Tuesday. Wow. Yep. What's in a food parcel? Um, pantry items. Um, cleaning products, everything you need. Where do you get the money for that? Um, well, so we get it donated to us. Various people okay. donate um, wow. things. We um, uh, require gold coin donation, and that goes into the pantry items and things like that. Yeah, so we get um, second bite deliveries and um, other organisations help out in the community. Is it the only thing that comes out of there during the week or do you do other stuff in that? No, there's other programs. Center? There's different art programs through the week. There's three or four job agencies renting out of there at the moment. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. is, is work easy to get here in Warburton? Work? Yeah. No, I wouldn't say it's easy to get. So if, you, if you're if you unemployed, you'd go into the Redwood Centre and go to one of those job agencies, they help you get work? Yeah, yeah. So they'll try and fit you to, and you're involved. In, they'll try and fit you to what you yeah. might be, and you're involved in that, or is that uh, more? The job agencies will do that, yeah. But we we really um, care for a lot of people that have their special. We got a lot of homeless people in the area at the moment. I was about to say that. I've seen yeah. people living in tents and stuff yeah. around here, yeah. doing it, doing it tough. Yeah, I mean, a rental here in Warburton is about five hundred a week. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, and and this doesn't look like this. It's not a big place. It no. wouldn't be like there's a lot of rentals here anyhow. No, and I mean Lilydale, the biggest closest suburb is forty minute drive, and that's where you live. Yeah. So every but you haven't lived there long, have no, you? No, no, just a couple. You just of months. moved from Warburton yeah. to Lilydale. <laughs> is that for kids and stuff or? Yeah, yeah. What school and that? Yeah, sort of thing? yeah, yeah. My wife works at a school, and they both go to the same school. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's find out a little bit about you. You you were uh, born and grew up where? In Dandenong. So where's that from uh, here? That is an hour from here in the eastern suburbs. Oh, okay. That's yeah. over the other side of the city. Yeah. Um, this side of the city, but yeah, oh, eastern okay. suburbs. Yeah. Oh, I've got it back to front, Hunty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the east. Of, yeah. We're, we're east, we're, we're east yeah. of Melbourne here. Yeah, we're east of Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a, a bit dull, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you went to primary school there? Uh, I went to Carrum Downs, then Beaconsfield, then Nunawadding, and then we had... Then we moved to Warburton when I, th- I think I moved here ten or eleven, so grade four. So I you went to, to four Warburton. primary schools. Yeah, there's not many people I meet who are a match to me on that. I think I went to I went to one one Dandian, Dolby two, I went to Zilmia three, four primary schools two, and yeah. two. How many high schools? Two. two. Same, mate. Huh. That that's that's moving through schools. Did that impact you? Did you mind changing schools or? 
Yeah, I did. I uh, didn't like school at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't do well at school, or? Uh, no, not really. No. Okay, so you moved into. Uh, well, let's, before we even get there, you, you brought up in a Christian family. Yes. Yep. You into sport and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So played football as a teenager. So when you play, when you say football, that bothers me. <laughs> a- <laughs> AFL. That's not football. What's well, that? Uh, footy That's fairy, a- the pretty a- one. A- aerial ping pong. Yes. yes. Well, the, I guess I was a footy fairy then. The, the pretty, <laughs> the pretty one. <laughs> the pretty one. Oh dear. Love it. So, um, well, answer this for me. How many are there on an AFL team? Eight, well, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. How many on the field? Eighteen. Yeah. And what did you play? What position? I was a defender. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not a game really made for men that look like Hunty and me, is it? <laughs> it's made for men that look like you. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fast-paced. And yeah. for our listeners, he's yeah. slim and fit and young. Do you have a footy team you follow? Uh, Richmond Tigers, yeah. Ah, well, I'm a Brisbane boy. I don't want to take that too far. but and Not that I watch AFL, but I do know that. Didn't we just uh, deal with you boys and put you out of the finals? Is that right, or you yeah. don't know? You I'm, not, I'm not too sure, but, yeah, we're not in it. <laughs> so you're not watching it now much, no, really? No. Ah, I'll come back to that maybe if we remember. Uh, did you go to church as you brought up Christian home? Yes, yep. Okay, so you got to high school. You said you didn't like school. What's happening there? Uh, high school, well, uh, by this time we weren't going to church. And, um, yeah, it, it was... <laughs> so your whole family wasn't going? Yeah. Okay. And we changed from um, a Christian school to a public school. Okay. And both my brother and myself were in fist fights on our first day. So it was a, yeah. it was a good old welcome. And you and me have something in common. I had a fist fight my first day at school in New Zealand too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, go so on. yeah. So it was, um, I guess that was an expectation that we had when we changed schools, the, the difference that it was going to be. And yeah. was it different? Absolutely, yeah. Were you bullied or anything like that or not? No, that's when I realised that I could make friends by being the class clown. Okay. And that's where my focus went. Yeah. So you, you you naturally a funny dude, is that? Yeah, and I think I've, I've just fallen into that. It's a safety mechanism too Okay. as well. Do you mean like if everything's a joke, you can't really hurt you, can it? No. Yeah. So that was a protective thing? Yeah, I mean I, I got bullied at every primary school I went to. So, it, so you're bullied at primary school but not at high school? Yeah. And so, uh, and that was because you were the funny dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and how did things go for you at high school? Did you were life pretty good or? Uh, yeah, I ended up with some confidence and things, friends and stuff. But um, by the time you're in year twelve, trying to work out who you are and where you're going to go and what you're going to be, um, it can be quite challenging to really work out, you know, what's yeah. going on, real big life. Yeah. Decisions need to be made, yeah. And, and and sometimes they come up on you in a rush and you're not ready to... I found you're just not ready to make a decision sometimes when you're yeah. finishing school. Yeah, that's it. Did you slip into drugs while you were at school? Yes, yep. How did that happen? Um, well, I was, I guess, with my friends Yep. at parties, clubbing, things like that, and um, everyone was happy. And they wanted. I wanted what they had, so... Um, what were you doing? Um, ecstasy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the drug of choice of kids at school? I'm, 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 you know, I'm a bit out of my. Um, I guess oh, a lot of kids just you know drink and smoke weed. Yeah, but they don't really get into the party drugs too too much. But yeah, I you did. Yeah, how did you get hold of those sorts of drugs? I'm not. I'm not asking practically. Yeah. I mean, just how did a kid get access to that sort of stuff? Well, I was you know 18. Can you go to clubs and things like that? So it's it's, it's easy to 
So you just buy them at the clubs yeah. and, and you take them while you're out? Yeah, yeah. Did you get hooked? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bad? Yes. So you become a drug addict? Yes. What does that mean? Uh, it means that uh, my body is getting used to it and uh, I need to have that need for to make myself just function, to be, yeah. to be normal. Oh, so just to be normal you have yeah. to take it? So yeah. not to get a high, just to be normal? Well, you're always chasing that high, but you, you never really achieve that anymore. Is it true that the first high is always the highest? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And after that, you go looking for that, and it gets harder yeah. and harder to get that yeah. high? Yeah, Um What did that do to you? Did, when, when I say that, did you did you keep a job down, or were you at uni, and how, how did you cope emotionally, uh, physically with that? Yeah, well, physically, I lost weight, and my mental health took a big hit. Um, Depression? Yeah, and anxiety and things like that, and all, all the relationships I had became very toxic. Um, everyone's relationship is toxic in that scene. So yeah. Why is that? Is that because the drugs stop you relating to people in a normal way? Yeah, and you're not able to use the front part of your brain where you critically think. So that's okay. why every everybody in that scene has so much drama going on in their life. They can't think to make decisions. Is that because properly. because you can't make the decisions? You're creating drama. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and how did that go at home? Did your mum um, and dad know you were struggling with this? Yeah. Yeah. And they were very supportive and. Um, I was able to find some inner strength and get clean. So a, how did a, you get clean? Um, well, this first time I got clean just from finding strength in myself. Yep. Um, found out I was going to have a daughter, so I... This was with a girlfriend? Yep. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, got clean, um, ended up doing an apprenticeship. As a... Baker. Oh, I'm liking this bloke. Yeah, He's in excellent. the bread. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're a ba- you you're a baker. Yeah. Can you? It's a stupid question. You can still bake bread. Yeah. Do you still bake bread? Nah, not often. You don't no. make bread at home. Nah, not really. Too busy. Yeah. Why? Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. I want to ask him a whole lot of bread questions there, but I better stay focused here. So you're up at what two in the morning or something rather? Yeah, the sometimes. And then um, I ended up um, working in restaurants, so I could work through the day. Okay. Uh, where they have bakeries on site because. On the other side of the ranges here is Hillsville, and that's big winery country. So yeah, yeah. So you, you, you and your girlfriend had a little girl, boy, a uh, girl, girl, and yep. that relationship stayed together. No, it didn't. It fell apart very, very quickly. Was that because of the drugs or just life? Uh, just life. Because you were off drugs by now. Yeah, yep. So you're off drugs. You uh, um, you had a job. Yeah. This relationship broke up. Did you have much to do with your daughter after that, or? Yep. Uh, so she ended up being in my care from when she was about 18 months old. Oh, okay. So I was single dad full time. Yeah. Wow, that would be challenging. Yes, it was. And you slipped back into drugs again, is that right? Yes. Why is that? Why is that? I didn't really, I didn't really uh, sort the reasons out why I was doing the drugs in the first place. Didn't really know who I was still. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with the emotions that you know, I was dealing with at the time. Is this being a single dad and that sort of thing? Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't know how to d- deal with um, anxiety and things like that, yeah. Were you actually on your own with this little girl? No. So my, my parents um, helped out a lot. So you were living at home with mum and yeah. dad with yep. your little girl? Yep. Yeah. Um, I even became jealous of the relationship my dad had with my daughter. And that took a toll on me. Um, was that before the drugs or? Yeah, yeah. Just because I was because I was at work all the time and yeah, yeah. it's very challenging. Then I couldn't I couldn't um, function with the emotions that I had. wasn't dealing 
So any of that. what sort of were you back into ecstasy or no? I went into ice. I was whoa, yeah. That's the bad one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why you slipped in? Now you've you've said already because, but but is there a reason you chose that one, that drug? Well, I I had used it before. Okay. As well, so the party drugs ended up into and being using ice. So, is it because that one hits you the hardest, or yeah, and that's that's just the one that I was quite addicted to. Yeah. So, what did that do to your family and to your job and that uh, sort of thing? Well, um, all the relationships I had with my family um, pretty much were ruined, wrecked. Um, I believed my own lies so i was very convincing and they want to believe you because you're family um but they want they want what's best for you yeah and so um all the relationships got ruined um i couldn't hold a job so So you lost your bacon job yeah uh, my reputation was Was that because you just weren't going to work or yeah and i I was using all the time so then i was i was high at work okay yeah so wasn't functioning. Well. Is this is this ice the same as ecstasy and the other drugs? You've got to take more and more to to stay up on them. Yeah, yeah. To even get normal. Yeah, is, is that true? Yeah, yeah. And it destroys you physically. Is that yeah right? Yep. So you lost your job. What about your little girl? Uh, yep. So I couldn't see her anymore. Uh, I was homeless. All the possessions that I had oh, so lost were, it all. Wow, you went homeless. Yeah, yeah. So the little girl stayed with your dad and yeah, mum. Yep. But you were off on the street. Yep. Still shooting, or oh, I don't know how you yeah. do it, shooting ice. Yeah. So what happened? Um, well, I believe that um, God answered the prayers of my parents and my daughter. So they were praying for me. How old was your daughter at this time? Three or four. And she was praying for her dad. Yeah. Wow. And um, I like that. Because of the intercessory prayer, I believe that um, the thought came into my mind to ask God for help. Because very few people escape ice. Is that, I don't know what the percentages are, but not a lot of people escape. No, it's about 2%. 2% escape ice. Yeah, and the average person goes through rehab seven times. Wow. So, okay, you, you say intercessory prayer. Tell me what happened. Uh, so one day I decided to drive up to the top of the mountain that's here, yep. um, and I'd realised that I was going to die or go to jail. Yeah. They were my only two options. Yeah. And... Um, so I cried out to God and asked if he was real um, to help me. And um, he answered me straight away. You don't pray that prayer and God doesn't answer, do you? No. He answers. So what happened? You say he answered. You sh- so yeah. you're up on top of the mountain you prayed that yeah. prayer. And I'm crying out. I'm in pain. I'm lonely. I'm scared. And that's what I'm feeling all the time. And um, peace came across- over me. Now I felt warm and peace inside me. That's something you never feel. No drug can f- feel that. Make you you feel can't that. buy it. You can can't you? buy it, no. That's almost like Jesus come down and put his arms around yeah. you. Yeah, uh, that's what I believe I felt. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the sun came up on the mountain over the clouds and it's just, it was like it was just me and him, you know. Yeah. yeah very really special. special. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Then things got worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, often it does yeah. too. Yeah. I believe that um, the devil heard that prayer as well because I yeah. cried it out loud and so things got worse. But... All the all the things that happened, um, the car being stolen in a wreck, um, me getting arrested, God was using to protect me and put me into a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it seemed crazy at, at the time... So you stole worked. a car, did you? No, no, my car that I was living in was stolen from me oh, and was yeah. in a wreck. 
So, oh, so you lost like, that. Yeah. And then you were arrested for, for drug use. Yeah, and a couple other things. But yeah. um, one of the times I was arrested was right out the front of a place that I later found out I was being set up. Yeah. By um, the police? No, um, by friends. That, uh, uh, they used to be friends. Yeah. They were trying to. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I had one guy, he tried to kill me, one of my friends. Wow. Um, and this is all over drug stuff. Yeah, well, one, the guy, that my friend that just tried to kill me, he um, <clears throat> just turned on me just randomly. Just yeah. um, And it, when I saw him... Was, it, was that because of the ice? Yeah, and I, when I saw him um, months later, he apologised and said yeah. it was like he was possessed. It's, it's, is it true that people on ice get superhuman strength or is that just a... No, that's, that's true. It yeah. is true, so it's... it's it's hard to control. Yeah, yeah. I believe that any substance allows you to be open. You open yourself up. You can be used by supernatural means too. So you think, to put it even blunter than that, the drug use can involve demon possession? Absolutely, I believe that, yeah. Okay. Just because of how it affects your mind. It empties your mind of everything. And if, if, that, if you can meditate and have that same... Thing, I believe that the chemicals can do the same thing too. Okay, so things got worse. How did you get out? So Jesus heard you. You got yeah. that piece, and that piece is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he put me into a um, a place where my cousin and um, friend of mine were living. Um, so I was relying on them for travel, and there's it was really out pretty far. Yeah. Um, so I was able to get um, away help. from away from the. You're away from all the temptations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I did try to get something going or go, go somewhere, it always, all the plans would always fall apart. Yeah. And over time, he would show me things on YouTube, like um, people like Walter Vyth, Dennis yeah. Preby, and stuff. Yeah. And then when I I googled them, to yeah, see these are they, just for our listeners. No, these are pastors. Yeah, yeah. That have media ministries. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't. I wasn't even really searching these things, and they just come up in my in my feed, and then. When I Googled who they were, they were Seventh-day Adventist pastors. And I was like, that's the same church I used to go to. Yeah. And that's the schools I used to go to. Yeah. So I knew 100% which church yeah. God was talking, telling me to go to. Yeah. yeah. So you went back to church? I did. but it, it, Which church? Warburton. Okay, yeah. Open, yeah. Okay. It took me five times before I walked in, though. Wow. So you came, <laughs> you came here five times. Yeah. On the fifth time, you finally managed yeah. to. It's not uncommon, that yeah. is it, really? So people are returning to the Lord to... To the case the church and think about it. Yeah, I, you make it in yourself extremely vulnerable to not just God but to other people around you to to be in that state. What I, did it feel like when you came into church that fifth time? Uh, I it was kids' church, and don't know what it was about, but all I know is that the music. I, it, I was in tears pretty much the whole time. Just the yeah. feeling, you know, God's here, His presence, and yeah, it just had me undone. And was that the beginning of uh, healing? Yeah, I I I knew I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to go to a church, like because, yeah. and um, yeah, I would just in everyday life, just I would just talk to God in my head, just yeah. how I'm talking to you right now yeah. as a friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and what? So you started going to church regularly. You're off drugs. What? Yeah. You get another job. Yeah. Uh, so I um, struggled to find a job, which was difficult, um, but I was offered to be a Bible worker, so I took that on. So how long ago did all this go down? Um, I've been in the church for four years now. This is pretty raw. Yeah. This is pretty, rare. This is yeah. pretty near. Yeah. So you basically come out of drugs straight into Bible work? Um, almost, yeah. Yep. Um, four, four years Bible working? 
uh, just these two last two years I've been Bible worker. So the first two years when you came back, what were you doing? Um, not a whole lot. Just recovering? Yeah, working for a friend um, and stuff like that. And I was in church and stuff. I was I was traveling with a Bible worker for this church. Yep. Um, so that was strengthening my spirituality and seeing... So you're going around with him or her doing a little bit of work? Yeah, and yep. Um, doing some Bible studies and yeah, it was good. Did your little daughter come back to you? Yes, she lives with me now and yeah, rekindle those... She'd be, what, seven or eight? She is ten now. Ten? Wow. wow. Yeah. But that wasn't the end of the story either. You met someone? Yeah, met someone, married, got a stepson, so... So there's four of you? Yes. In a blended family? Yes. Not unlike ours. <laughs> or <hunting>. mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. And, and so when you look back on this experience, what do you really credit... Everything. For getting out? What, what do you credit? What, what actually, was it that experience on the, was that the pivotal moment yes. on the mountain? Yes. And from there on, gee, even though you had some falls and you're struggling, Jesus was yes. calling you? Because I cried out to God for help and God's like, yes, finally. Because you've asked me, I can work now. And so, he's like, I'm working for you. So it wasn't that you gave everything up straight away, but he took you on that journey. Yes. Yeah. And he never left you. Yes. What would you say to someone now who's listening who's caught up in this lifestyle, drugs and... Look up and live. Pray the same prayer you did? Yes. If you're in pain, cry out to him. What did you say? Just, Lord, help me. Yes. If you're real and you're out there, like, I need help. Like, I'm not going to survive. Yeah. And he answered my prayer straight away. So he brought people into your life and put yes. you in situations. And, and even you're saying manipulated what... what what you could, um, yes. where you could go and where you didn't in, in yeah. the end, in yep. a way. Yes, yep. Um, and which, which is good. You know, he allowed things to happen that, you know, well, car, your car getting stolen in a wreck, that's a bad thing. Yeah. But it was a good thing that I couldn't go out and do the same old things that I could yeah. do. Yeah. So, yeah. In some ways, that took away your sleeping quarters for where you were living, where the drugs were. Yeah. Um, so, you've been out for four years. What keeps you out? Why do you know? You know you'll never go back? Yes, I have victory over that. So what keeps you out? What is it? How can you say that with so much confidence? Because the love of Jesus Christ is in me. Nice. 100%. Yeah. So it's what? Spending time with him daily, feeling and experiencing what you had on the mountaintop? Yes. That keeps you out of it forever? Yeah. Your past is like a rearview mirror. It's good to glance at it, but you've got to keep moving forward. Yeah. You know? Do you ever get tempted to go back to that or never? Never. So everything's changed? Everything's changed. You've got quite an amazing story, Christian. Yeah. Quite an amazing... Are you helping people in that sort of lifestyle a little bit now or not much? Or uh, yeah, so over at the Redwood, there's quite a few people that uh, are users of yep. it. Yep. And um, never once do I feel tempted to get back into it. You're yeah. there to help? Yeah. Everything that I have is because of him. The clothes that I had on my... When I... <sighs> I wasn't even wearing my own clothes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the situation I was in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everything I have is because of him. It's a good story, Christian. Yeah. And I hope you keep sharing it. And I pray that God will keep blessing you on and on and on. And it just shows you that no matter where you are, you can get out. Would you um, like to give a shout-out to people in the community around Wilberton through to Seville? Yeah, so if any, anybody's struggling out there, Come into the Redwood Centre on a Monday, Tuesday or Thursday and I'm happy to have a yarn with you. Nice. You know, I'm just there to listen to, you know, 
He's a young fellow who looks fit. <laughs> so <laughs> he does. So the Redwood Centre, and it's opposite the church. Yes. What days? Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And you just rock in here. Just rock up there, and I'll be there. Yeah. Ask for Christian. Ask for Christian. Fantastic. Well, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Enjoyed nice. it, mate. God Thanks bless you. God yeah. bless you, bro. You. See ya. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. Hunty, uh, too late for the. No, let me give one more quick plug. Hey, it's not too late. If you've got a question for the Aussie Pastor, you can text it to us on 0488-880-851 or you can email them to us and the email address is info at aussiepastor.com. This song, Mercy Walked In, pretty much goes along with this testimony from Christian we've just heard. Amazing how when we put this together, Christian, he's still here. I didn't let him go because I want to talk to him in the song for a minute. Yep. It's amazing when you put this together how God kind of brings the right songs in, you know. And this song from a guy called Gordon Moat, it's a brand new song, Hunty. Cool. We've never had this one before. I think it's talking about what happened to you. Mercy walked in. I stood in the courtroom The judge turned my way It looks like you're guilty Now what do you say? I spoke up Your Honor I have no defense But that's when Mercy
like that song, Hunty. That is a ripper Good of a song. Good old country song. I don't know the guy, actually, um, who sung it, Gordon Moat, but he sings a beautiful song. And Christian, the young fellow we what just had in there. amazing he, man. His whole story is about mercy. Yes. And what God does. Hey, I just want to follow up on the Trinity last week. You remember that question? Somebody asked. You can't remember, can you? I remember that someone asked a question, yeah. And we said we'd come back and... And I'm looking at the Bible text, so I know you've got it loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and we're running way behind, though. We are. Oh, sorry about that. I took too long. I was very interested in what that young fellow so was. So was I. Say. It was great. I don't meet many people that have been on his sort of walk. Mm. Um, in fact, we're... A two-percenter. Two-percent, yeah. yeah. He was telling us most of his mates are still caught in. I want to get him up to Sydney to our church to talk to our youth. Not that we have much of those sorts of issues, but still, it's a nice little warning and it's a powerful... Story, what this is a very powerful story. Yeah. Um, the Trinity, how would you explain that, Hunty? Um, is it three gods? Are we going to go to Bible study now? Are we? Isn't it Bible study? No, I've got our next guest waiting. No, no, we're going to Bible study. All right, no, it's Bible study, bro. Okay, I'm following your program here. Oh, that's one to me. <laughs> no, it's one all now. <laughs> 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 no, it's Bible study, mate. Okay. Are, you re- are you ready? To- I'm ready now. <laughs> Look, just for, just in Hunty's defence here, he's out of his he's out of his home territory here. We've got problems with the internet struggling, <laughs> and um, we're sitting in a church hall, so it's not our our average um, it's not our average uh, radio station uh, studio here, is it, mate? So, That's right. We're, yeah, no, we're bi- in a nice little heater. Yeah, so I wonder why you're giving me that strange look. Yeah, it's Bible study time. I'm okay. following your program very closely. It's embarrassing that it's my program. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you, just very quickly, how would you explain... Well... Three gods? Three gods, but one three, god. And how I would explain it is... Well, three gods is, or one god? Well, for me, it's one God because because A, the Bible says so. Yeah, it's one God. And B, how I explain it to people is my wife and I are married. We are one. Yet there's two of us. I like that. And and for me, God is made up of three actual people. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm, I don't even go as far as to say people, entities. Entities, sorry. True. Jesus is a person, That's people, right. but the Holy Spirit... And the Father are spirit beings. Um, they're spirit, different than us. There's no doubt. And how course, different. So I don't course. pretend we know everything about the Trinity, but the best way to do it is three entities making up one God. Yes. Three separate entities. Where the Father is God, Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, not three gods. We've got to be really important. We've got to be really careful about that. That's right. And it might seem like semantics, but it's not. It's three Let's use the word person. Three parts. One God. One God. Yeah. Mm. Let's have let's have a look at the Bible just quickly because yes. we haven't got a lot of time today. Genesis one twenty six. This is the first chapter in the Bible, Hunty, where you st- first start to get a a little glimpse. Oh, perhaps God is more than just Himself. Yeah, I find this very powerful. Shall I read it? Yeah, yeah. Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, "Let us make human beings in our image to be like us." They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Let us. Us. That's it. Let us make human beings in In our our image. image. Got it. The word there, the original, do you know what language it was written in? Uh, Is it Greek? Oh. Hebrew. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Is the word Elohim. And Elohim actually means... Two or more. 
You get that? Yep. Two or more. Yep. So let us make man in our image. It's not let me, it's let us. But it goes on because in the Bible you see all the time, and I never really recognize this until I started to read the Bible looking for who God was. Because one of the things I do when I'm reading for the Bible is I'm trying to find out more about God. I'm actually very, very interested in God. I'm very in- oh, oops, oops, we've got things banging around here. <laughs> I'm very interested in what's going on with the Queen and the new king. Yep. I don't know. I'm not I'm actually not I don't think I'm a what a I'm, monarchist. I'm not a monarchist. No. I, I don't mind if Australia becomes a republic at all. But I'm still very interested in the king and the queen. And I kind of felt, as she passed away, a little tear because I was engaged. But I'll tell you what, as much as engaged I am with that, I'm a lot more engaged in the king of the kings. Amen. So when I'm reading the Bible, I want to know about this grand king who strides through history larger than life, you know, who creates worlds and rules over universes. I want to know more about it. Yeah, me too. So I'm reading the Bible looking for who God is, and I find this, Luke one thirty-five. Mm. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Now, context. Mm. Who's the angel talking to? Mary. Mary was Jesus' mother. Yep. This is before Jesus went from being God to human here on earth. By the way, he's still God when he became human too, but he became human. So this is what he's saying to Mary. Go, mate. Mm. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit, one. Mm, will yep. come upon you. And the power of the Most High. The Father. Will two. overshadow you. Two. So the baby, Jesus, to be born will be holy. Three. And he will be called the Son of God. You've got three. Yep. Father, Son, Holy Spirit there. Look at this, Matthew three sixteen seventeen. This is, Jesus comes down. He, the Holy Spirit puts him in Mary's womb. He develops as a human child does, is born. And then this happens. He grows up, then this happens. After, again, again, hunty, sorry. Sorry. You've got. An example of the Trinity in the yes. Bible goes. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water. Context, context, we went there, Hunter. You did. We went Amazing. to the Jordan, Jordan River. River. We yep. saw where Jesus was baptized. We did. It, actually, the Jordan River's changed course. Yep. And where Jesus was baptized, just a waterhole now. Yep. Quite amazing, wasn't it? So we, we've mm. been there. We weren't eyewitnesses to his baptism. Of course, that's 2,000 years ago. Yep. Sorry, read it again, mate. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, one Jesus, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit too, descending like a dove and settling on him. A voice from heaven said, Three, God the this, Father is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. So there you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got Jesus, and you've got the Father. Three. Here is God in action for human beings. Yep. You with me? Yep. What about this one? John 14, 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he one. will give you the another Father. advocate. The Father, yep. one. Yeah, one. Okay, yep. And he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. Two. Two. The Holy Spirit. Yep. Who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So who's talking here? Jesus. Jesus, yep. One, Jesus. And I'll ask the Father. Two, the Father. Father. And he'll give you who? The Holy Spirit who leads Three. into all truth. Yep. God in action, saving man. Yep. Yep. See this? Yep. Can you kind of see the point I'm trying to bring up? Love here? it. All the way through the Bible, I'm seeing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. New and Old Testament. Testament. Believe it or not, 
Mm. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you Jesus in the Old Testament next week. It's amazing, Auntie. Nice. By the way, we'll be home next week. We will be back, back in, in our own studio. Nice, warm studio. I wish it was nice and warm, but it's nice. Well, the studio will be. Where we go. It doesn't oh, have any heating. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Matthew right. 28, 9 and 20. Here's another example oh, of the three. Love this text. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Who's speaking? Uh, Jesus. Okay, so Jesus won. He's speaking here. Yep. No one argues that. Go again. That's Sorry. Right. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. One. And the Son. Two. And the Holy Spirit. Three. Thank you, Hunty. That's it. And wherever you go in the Bible, especially New Testament, you're going to see the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit always, always, always together. One more example, Hunty. Yep. Just to prove what I'm saying. Over and over and over, you're going to see these three yep. mighty beings that make up the one God, or the Bible uses the word actually, which, which helps us, I think, Godhead. Yep. The Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And by the way, is there, is there one that's more powerful than the other in this Godhead? Nope. No. We'll look, at that. we'll look at that a bit next week. They are equal, all equal in power, authority, yeah. God. You can, Sovereignty. You yep. can, yeah, thank you. Good word, Hunty. You can worship the Holy Spirit. You can worship God the Father. You can worship Jesus. Worship them together because they are one oh, God. They are one. Yep. You can pray to any of them. Yep. There are times where I pray for the Holy Man, when I'm getting up to preach and I need the Holy Spirit inside of me, Especially when I'm preaching, I look out at the audience and you've got people nodding off to sleep <laughs> like, and they're not engaging yeah. and they're bored. And that happens to me, Hunty. Mm. I pray to the Holy Spirit with all I've got. I always pray to the Holy Spirit for you also. <laughs> I always ask that the Holy Spirit um, ignite your lips with tongues of yeah, fire. Yeah, so we're praying to the Holy Spirit. There mm. are other times I'm talking to Jesus. There are other times I'm talking to the Father. There are times I'm just speaking to God. Who am I talking to? When I speak to God, God the Father, God the Son, Son God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. When yep. I pray to Jesus, am I praying to the Father? Correct. Yeah. If I pray to the Holy Spirit, I'm praying to, to the Jesus. Father and the Holy Spirit. I'm praying to Jesus. If I, if I pray to the Holy Spirit, I'm praying to Jesus. Praise to God. You pray to one, you pray to them all. Yep. This is the Godhead. Last text. May the grace. Wait, wait, wait. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. And this is a doxology. Right. This is uh, Paul ending off a letter to the Corinthian church. Right. Which I think was in Greece or Turkey. Okay. I hope we're going to go there at the end of this year. That'd be nice. We'll have to see on that. We're, we're thinking about going over there, following in the footsteps of mm, Paul, this guy who good. wrote this, almost 2,000 years ago. Look what he says. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You That's go. a sign-off from three. Yep, three. Mm. Let's read it one more time. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... One. The love of God, two, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, three. three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our great God. Don't you love him, Hunty? I love it. I sure do. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. This is a brand new group I've found. I love the singing of these guys. Four of them, I think one of the best basses. Tell me what you think, aren't you? Oh, yeah, this bass. This guy is off the scale. Brilliant. He's very, he's very, very good. Listen out for the last note. It's earthquake making. It is. And, and they're singing, they're singing a beautiful song telling the world about his love. And if God who, you know, if God we've been talking about, if you can define him and describe him in one word, it is love. And this mm. song, mm. From this group, Kingdom Heirs, this, what do you call them when there's four of them? Mm, quartet. Quartet. Mm. This is about the love of God.
Yeah, these guys. Love that last note. Yeah, yeah, he goes really deep. That guy. He does. He's about our age too. Um, that's. I think they're called Kingdom Airs. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. First time. They're pretty big in America. Hmm. Well, sometimes I come across these groups. I was listening to their music. You're going to hear a lot more from that group in the next few weeks. I can nice. tell you. Have we got Harold Harker online. We have. Nice. Welcome to the program, Harold. Thank you, Lloyd. It's good to be back with you. Yeah, now you you uh you you want to go to Greece and Turkey and follow in the footsteps of Paul with us, don't you? Yes, six weeks tomorrow. Oh, we pray that that goes down. What date's that? November. Oh, November. Good. Yeah. November twenty sixth. What would we do if the Aussie passed alive? This radio program, if we went over there, um, can we, we do we it? Can, we can do there? it over there. Sure. I wonder what time it is in It'd Europe. Be some at the crazy moment, time in the night. Let me see. <laughs> what, work out what, what, while I ask these questions, Hunter. You go look at about what the time it is over there. Um, we're going to look at an interesting guy today, Harold Robert Brown. I've never heard of this guy, but he's very interesting and influential. Where was he born? He was born in Rutlandshire in Tolgore, which is in the Middle East of La- La- of England. 
So he uh, up north from London. North from London, yeah, on the eastern side, but in the middle of the of England. Was he well educated? Well, he went to Cambridge University, so he was very well educated for the 16th century. Do we know he what he's? In... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, he went to university in 1570 when he was 20 years of age. Do we know what he studied? Yeah, he studied theology. Um, that was the, what most people did at that time. But uh, it was those that he met there and talked with that really made a huge influence on this guy. So when you say he studied theology, just for our listeners, does that mean he was studying the Bible, studying about the Bible, the doctrines of the Bible, those sorts of things? A little bit, but not as we would today. So what was he studying? I mean, if he studied theology, what was it, more philosophy? Well, there was a bit of philosophy. There are all the theories of how you looked at it, and he would have done all of those. Okay, okay. Um, now, um, is, are we having a bit of trouble with our internet, or is it Harold's that we're struggling That's with? a good question. I'm actually contemplating dialing him up on the phone. What do you reckon? I think so. All right. Um, let me give you a call on your telephone. Uh, Harold Harker, give me two quick seconds. Welcome to our... Welcome to the technology abyss that we live in sometimes. <laughs> this has been a hard yeah, program I'm going to try, I'm going to try your home phone, Pastor Harold. So let's just turn off, your, turn off your computer, please, Harold. Yeah, we're back here now. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so make sure you turn your speaker on your computer down. We're good to go. All right. All right. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't do that. Turn your speaker on your computer and we're good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, so who influenced Robert Brown when he was at university? Well, he met a guy called Thomas Cartwright, and Cartwright is called the father of Puritanism. And so in this century, the Puritans were gaining ground and they didn't like the organisation of an organised church. They wanted to be independent and study themselves. So the organised church back then would have been the Church of England, is that correct? Yes, they were into the yeah, the Church of England is right. Yeah, so they didn't want to be controlled by the Church of England, they wanted to just read the Bible, and they wanted to follow the Bible as the Bible taught and um, as, as you read Correct. They wanted to be like the original disciples of Jesus. Okay, so did this Thomas Cartwright have a big influence on Robert Brown, did he? Yes, he did. In fact, Brown seemed to have a number of friends who were all Puritans, and Brown became one of the leaders. In fact, some people were called Brownists because they followed Brown. Who was Robert Harrison talking about friends? This seems to be another friend he had. He's another friend. He was a lay school teacher, and he was a leader of the separatists. These Puritans who didn't like the the priest and the bishop telling them what to do wanted to be separate, and so they were called separatists. Was and it, was uh, it, he was one of those leaders. Was it dangerous to be a Puritan? Oh yes, you could. You, you, Brown himself was arrested a number of times. This they the church organised the law. Okay, so this is all coming out of university, and these are young men. That's right. Amazes me how God uses young people. He likes to do that, doesn't he? He does it over and over again. Was Brown a good preacher? And where did he preach? 
Yes, he, he was a preacher, and he preached in the churches that would take him, and they had their own separatist groups as well. Okay. It, he was known for his independent preaching, and he went down to London and preached in one of the suburbs there. Would they preach in churches or out in fields or in homes or anywhere they could? Uh, churches if they could, otherwise they'd meet in halls or homes. So in 1578 he goes back to Cambridge and he comes under yeah. the influence of a guy called Richard Greenham. God seems, now, to be Richard, putting, God seems to be putting men in this young fella's pathway. Correct. But you see, a lot of all these guys, whether you're talking about Robert Harrison or you're talking about Thomas Cartwright and now Richard Greenham, they were all Puritans. They all were separatists. And Greenham, by the way, was a Puritan who emphasised the Sabbath over and over again. Wow. Okay. Now, Brown was never a Sabbath keeper, I, I suppose. No, no. It's interesting, but he though. Been exposed to it. The Sabbath is is swirling around there all the time, though, isn't it? In the background with some of these guys. Yeah. Now, his brother got him a preaching license. Tell us what a preaching license is, and then tell us what. Uh, well, tell us what a preaching license is, where he got it from, and what Brown did to it. Well, to be able to preach in the church, you have to have a license from the bishop. Otherwise, you you couldn't talk to the group. And his brother must have either paid the bishop a bit, but he came back with the license for him and for his brother, uh, Robert Brown. And Brown didn't like that. He didn't want to have any authority over him. And so he burns his his license in protest. <laughs> I like this because it kind of tells you the spirit of the guy. What did he do in 1579? Well, he began criticising the church and the administration of the church. And, of course, if you do that, what happens? He gets arrested. He gets tossed into jail. But he's released because there's nothing much that would stick to him on that. Yeah, yeah. And he begins to study with another group. Yes, he goes down to Norwich in the eastern south, in the uh, eastern part of England, and he met there with some Anabaptists. And remember, some of the Anabaptists were Sabbath keepers too. Not all of them, but he met there and they were studying and they rejected the Church of England as unscriptural. Yeah. Would this have been much the same as their rejection of Catholicism, the, the, yes. the, the priests asking forgiveness through the priests and all those sorts of things? Is that? Yeah, all of, all of that. And they didn't like the set liturgy either. No, no. Uh, in fact, the Free Protestant Church is still a bit like that, isn't it? We don't like set liturgies. We like to wor yeah. worship God in freedom as the Spirit moves. It doesn't mean we don't have order and that in our services. Of course you do, but we don't like to have set liturgies to this day. That would be fair enough to say, wouldn't it? And they wanted the congregation to sort of lead out, so That's we right. could call them congregational churches. Yeah, and, and possibly when you look back at the history of Protestantism, my own church, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, probably finds its roots in the Anabaptist movement more than anywhere else. Would that be fair to say? That's, that's correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what did he plan to do with Robert Harrison in 1581, and what roles did they both play? Well, they were out in the east at Norwich, Norwich, I think they call it, and he started, he wanted to start a separatist congregation there early in 1581. So he wanted to have this group with no church breathing down his neck. 
I'm guessing that was a dangerous move. It was extremely dangerous, and uh, but he just didn't. He didn't. He sh- he wanted to shove off all the authority that the bishop can say you can do this or you can't do that. So Brown is the. What did he do? And what did Harrison do in this well, church? Because they, they, they had different they, roles, didn't they? Yeah, but they were both leaders of this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, one was a preacher and one was a teacher? Is, am I, is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What happened to him in 1581? Well, 1581, even though he's thought of as a good preacher and many came to listen, the local clergyman complained to the bishop. The bishop sends the police down or the soldiers and they arrest him in April and he's thrown into jail again and then he's released again. Well, they, well, did he remain, you know, belligerent and and uh, rebellious? In and of course, this was for the Lord; he's on his course. But did he remain like that when he was in jail? Well, I guess he uh, he must have got out, so he must have been too uh, a maverick in jail. Yeah, but he yeah. still believed we are answerable to God and God alone. Where was he forced to move in fifteen eighty two? Oh, well, it was getting so hot that they couldn't have any separatist group, so they move across this time to Holland, to Zealand, and a number of these Puritans all moved over there, and some of them became those who sailed on the Mayflower as the the Pilgrim Fathers of, of America. Was it safer in Holland? It was a little bit. There was a bit more uh, religious toleration over there. Yeah. Now, he has a falling out with his old friend Thomas Cartwright over there. What ha- what goes down there? Well, Cartwright uh, caught up with the Calvinism. Yep. And, uh, he, and so Brown began preaching against Calvinism, mm. uh, where you either God decrees whether you're saved or not. He didn't like that. Yep. And uh, so he's really opposing Calvinism, and Cartwright was supporting that. Interestingly, biblically there, um, Brown was probably correct, whereas Cartwright had gone off on a bit of a tangent. Um, correct. Things got serious for his church in England. What happened? Well... You know, by this time, his writings are completely banned there and his followers are being arrested and they were hanged, some of them, for selling Brown's writings. Yeah, yeah. So wow. he, he moves to Scotland, is that right? Yeah. Well, what? they're on the move because they, the authorities keep pushing them and squeezing them and so he goes to Scotland. He has a little bit, toward the end of his life though, this guy has a little bit of a, what, what's the word, a peace treaty even with the, with the Church of England. Is that right? He, he, he settles a little and they don't seem to be at each other's throats the same. Have I got that right or is that not how it went down? Uh, well, when he gets to Scotland, he gets jailed again yep. uh, for his writings and he's released. But then he's questioned back in London by the bishop and released for lack of evidence. So he's on the on the cusp of being charged all the time. So he's always on the edge with the church. Oh, yes, yes. Do we know how it all ended for him? Well, he finally went back to Scotland and he refused to answer the summons and so he's excommunicated and uh, he may have mended a bit, but he lasted actually another... 30 or 40 years. He didn't die till 1633. So he died of old age? 
Yes. Yep. He would have been 83, so wow. that's quite that old is. for that time. That is. But he saw the Church of England in a state of moral disrepair, and he wanted to start a new church. He didn't think he could reform the Church of England, so let's get out and start a new one. What do you reckon when you look at a guy like Brown, Robert Brown, spelt B-R-O-W-N-E, what do you think we can learn from him today? Well, I, I think he puts uh, following Jesus the first. Uh, let's follow what God is saying. That he would have got his authority from the Scripture. It would have been high more than the, the church. He didn't even like the Book of Common Prayer. Yeah. Why can't we pray ourselves? Yeah. And so he's got a direct channel to God. As God says, through Jesus, you can come to me. Yeah, and as you said, um, it was his group of friends, some of his group of friends and colleagues and fellow believers who got on the Mayflower and launched out and founded modern-day America. That's right, the Pilgrim Fathers, they called. Yeah, quite, a, quite a story. Well, th- thank you, Harold, for joining us together. That's a great story. Great. Yeah. See you again another time, yeah. and God bless. Yeah, thank God you, Harold. Bless. See you, mate. Bye. You're listening to The Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. And this song that we're about to put on right now, Hunty, it goes hand in hand with the story of Robert Brown who longed for freedom to worship Jesus as the Bible gave him license. You know what? I am glad, Hunty, we yeah. live in a free country yes. where we can worship God in freedom. That is a tremendous yep. privilege. It and is. I get it. I know it. And I thank God for it. And I know that it might not go on forever. I often say to my church, the freedom that we are experiencing in Australia mm-hmm. to worship as we want is a very unusual experience in the history of Jesus' yep. church. Very 2,000 years. It's a very unusual experience mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. usually the church is under oppression, persecution, and getting a hard time like they were under Robert Brown. So I'm very grateful for our freedom. And this song, Thank God I'm Free, it's talking about the freedom that Jesus brings when you come yep. to him. Yep. And, and Jesus does make you free, but, but we are free. And you know what? It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what the government thinks, how people will oppress you. If you've got Christ and he's in your heart, you truly, you actually truly, truly are free. For a long time I traveled Down a long, lonely road My heart was so heavy In sin I sank low Then I heard about Jesus what a wonderful hour I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through His saving power Thank God I am free, free, free From this world of sin Washed in the blood of Jesus Been born again
his flight Like a blind man that God Gave back his sight Like a poor Richard Baker That's found fortune and fame I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through his holy name Thank God I am Are you free? Totally. Oh, I'm free as they come. That's it. Praise God. Praise God. Ask the Aussie past. It is. We're and God. there's no time for any more questions. <laughs> Plus we're full. So let's get into it. <laughs> Actually, quick shout out to my mate David Edgar. Yeah. He knows it's your birthday coming up. You better be careful, Hunty, because <laughs> if you announce my birthday I will not. when it comes, I will announce I will not, yours. No, I will not, because I think it's a cybersecurity risk to the ministry. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. So there's no way I'm going to announce it. Anyway. I am going to turn 59 in the next week or two, and I don't care. That's right. All right you me, know I don't care? Because I'm free. Now, <laughs> David, I, now I, David's scaring me now. He's just put my anniversary to Jackie up on the screen. <laughs> my 20 year anniversary Why would that scare you? No, because Well, he just knows everything <laughs> He's a very wise man <laughs> Let's go, mate Alright, I asked the Aussie pastor Question number one Did the Seventh-day Adventist church You belong to Ever okay. set a date for Jesus' so return? the one I belong to There's only the one Seventh-day no. Adventist church That I'm aware of No, 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 no. And the answer is no This is an interesting question I even know one. the answer to this one Or what's your answer? It's definitely no because the Seventh-day Adventist Church didn't even exist in 1844. When I mean, this what happened was there was a movement called the Millerite Movement and they preached and taught that in October 22 and they got it from a prophecy in Daniel Daniel 8. They preached that on October 22 and they got the prophecy wrong. Right. 1844 that Jesus would come. People sell on their farms. You know, it'd be exciting. I'd yep. like to know the date Jesus is going to come. Yep. The Bible says no one knows, not only the Father. No one knows. So... um the bottom line is, mate, that um, the Adventist Church didn't start until 1863, but many of our forefathers came from that church, not from that church, from that movement of 1844. Right. And people kind of get a bit mixed up. They go, oh, the Adventist Church set date. No, it did not, never will. And if you hear anybody setting dates for Jesus' soon return, setting dates or even intimating them, they're not Seventh-day Adventists. They belong That's to right. something else. And note the Bible is very clear. It says... 
Jesus will come like a thief in the night. That's right. And what else did they say? So, <laughs> <laughs> also, it says no that one no one knows the time or the hour. Father. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's moving on. We're running out of time. Oh, dear, oh, dear. How long each day do you spend in personal worship and what do you do? I like that question, Auntie. Scares me. Why? Because mine's varied. Um, Some days I get up and go straight to work, straight to editing. No, I don't do that, ever. Yeah, I'm bad. No, I can't do that. That, um, that'll leave you in a bad place. Um, there's this text that says, Seek ye first the kingdom true, of heaven, true. and all these things will be given. Jesus, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. All these things will be given to you. So when I wake up, I'm praying. Then I'm into Bible study, and I'm doing Hebrews at the moment. did Hebrews 6 this morning. Uh, and I also sing when I'm doing my worship. So what do I do in my worship? I Bible study, I pray, and I sing. And I sing with these earphones that you can see I've got. What do mm-hmm. you call these things? These uh, are very nice Bose. Yeah, Bose. Um, quiet comfort earphones. Yeah. With noise cancelling. Are they called earphones? Yeah, headphones. Yeah, headphones, headphones. Mm. So I put the headphones on because I can't sing, but I do sing. And so from time to time, Liska and my boys at home have to put up with my singing <laughs> with no music to it, either hunting, and it is off. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and I do that uh, pretty religiously in the morning. Very few days would go by where I don't do that in the morning, and I need to do it more at night, but I'm getting better at doing it at night. Problem is you get home, you're tired. Yes. But I do do stuff at night. Um, I'm praying and I am reading more at night. But my intense stuff is done in the morning because I'm a morning person. But I would say if you expect to be in the kingdom of heaven, you better be spending time with Jesus. Um, and Bible study and prayer is central to spending time with Jesus. So, mm. In fact, I'll mm. go further. If you are not spending regular time with Jesus, you can not go too far with him. You'll go to a plateau You'll go to a point and you'll plateau and you'll go no further. And so your whole life will be a plateau and that's a disaster because you should be going upwards more and more like Jesus every day. But that only happens as you're spending time with him. So hunty and Lloyd, mm. mm. very, very important. Very important. And the, 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 especially for pastors and those people who work for Jesus, they have a very big responsibility. Mm. This next question, well... Yeah, uh, this did come in last week, so it could be from the Queen. Could be from oh. the Queen herself. Let me read it to you. <laughs> Can one make it to heaven without accepting Jesus as their saviour? What about Muslims and Hindus and people who never heard of his name? Why would that be from the Queen? Well, because only the Queen can say one. Can one, because she's the number one, can one make it to heaven? Sometimes I miss the dad jokes. It's not a dad joke, it's... um. Can one talking in the sec- in the first person is only allowed by the Queen. We're not amused. She can speak for the nation. Oh. No, you don't. No, you don't know of this. Sometimes you miss me, and, and I- we're running out of time. I totally have no idea. <laughs> okay. You better give me the question again. <laughs> can one make it to heaven without accepting Jesus as their saviour? I don't know how you could. No, I don't know how you could. Um, but I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, Hunty. I'm not the judge. But Jesus does say, no man comes to the Father but through me. Mm. He is central. So if if you're listening to this and you want to live for eternity, then knowing Jesus is central. That is more important, Hunty. That's what I'm going, talking about this series up over here. In Warburton. Warburton. Yep. No Jesus, no, no Jesus, Jesus, no, no Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. Uh, do you think the Old Testament dietary laws are still applicable to us today? Well, they make sense. Makes sense to me. Um, one of the amazing things of the Bible is you've got these dietary laws that everybody used to mock and make yep. fun of, and now yep. modern science says, so yep. what, what, what are they? Some of them don't eat... Well, the pig's a good one. Yeah, don't eat pork. Yeah, because of all the viruses and... and yeah, mm. and stay away from shellfish and all that sort of stuff. So do I think... Well, they're definitely applicable, Hunty, and I think if you want to live a long, healthy life, yep. you could do well to study the books of Le- Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got 30 seconds left. Last question. <laughs> do you believe in the death penalty? Me personally, no. No. I, I So if you lived in the USA right now you wouldn't you wouldn't no. be happy. Well, I think when it comes to life and death, these are questions that only God can and should answer. So there's your short answer, Auntie. No, I don't believe in the death penalty. Now that brings it to a conclusion. You're listening to the Aussie Pastor here on Faith FM. This last song's another new one, Hunty. From yes. that group Kingdom Airs with that great, great bass. Yes. He's going real. Is that bass? Real am I, low. Am I talking bass there? There's a lot of bass in that microphone. Uh, oh, good. Love that. Yep. Uh, it's a great song, The Depth of the Father's Love. I think this is my favourite song from this group so far. This is Kingdom Airs, The Depth of the Father's Love. It's a beauty. Oh, 
That's Kingdom Airs, The Depths of the Father's Love. I like that song too. It's a good song. Because I like all these songs, Hunty, because I choose them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so if they're on here, I'm going to like them. It's true. Hey, look, if, if uh, you want to know more about Jesus, perhaps a Jesus, that Christian, who came to Christian and put his arms around him and saved him, or the mm. Jesus mm. that drove John Brown the old Puritan to huge things. Hunty, let us do. Let me recommend an amazing Bible study series called Walking with Jesus. Now, these are our guys, by the way. Yeah, these, these are our guys. Th- this is, this yeah. is who we partner with. If you uh, jump on your computer and go to discover.hopechannel.com, you'll be able to easily see the Walking with Jesus uh, Bible study course. So it's discover.hopechannel.com forward slash Walking with Jesus. Well, we're glad you joined us today. <laughs> Uh, hope you've enjoyed it and, and seen a little bit more of the beautiful love of Jesus. And uh, I just want to pray. Lord, be with us now as we go our way. Bless us, keep us, and bring us back again as we look at how beautiful you are. In your name, Jesus, amen. amen. My name's Lloyd Grollam, and I'm and my, the pastor. And my name's Hunty, and I'm the tech, and we love you. So does God. He, he loves, loves you a so lot more. more. See you next, See you next week. time. Thanks for joining the Aussie Pastor. If you enjoyed today's program and would like to find out more about Jesus, our ministry, or ways to support us, go to findjesus.tv. 